Well, well, welcome in on a Wednesday. We are live in Logan, Utah at Utah State University. We thank you for tuning in, however you may be tuning in with us today. We are on KBLULP, Logan 92.3 FM, Aggie Radio. You can find us on AggieRadio.com and also on the Radio FX app by searching Aggie Radio. This is the Curd. Um, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to bring in our football insider, Jackson Harvey. Um, and at the end of the show, we have some exciting news. So stay alert, be aware, and let's start off with this. Uh, the WNBA Finals uh, ended last night. The Seattle Storm, I mean, annihilated the Las Vegas Aces and beat them, uh, won the series 3-0. to zero. Game 3 was a blowout. I mean, it was 92-59. to 59. And I wasn't really expecting that. I talked about on Monday how I thought maybe Asia Wilson could really kind of bring this team to a, a Game 4, perhaps. But Seattle, I mean... They're the best. They have some of the best players I've ever seen in women's basketball. Um, Brianna Stewart scored 26 points, had four rebounds, was three for four from three-point range. Um, she has one of the greatest strokes I've seen from you know, a, a taller uh, a forward in the WNBA. Um, Seattle has kind of shown all season that they've been the team that, you know, really has what it takes to win championships. Um, it's really cool to see Russell Wilson, quarterback of the Seahawks, show his support in a tweet. Um, I think it just kind of is helping spark basketball life back into Seattle. Um, Hopefully we can get an NBA team back there. I think it would really thrive in a city that, I mean, they've wanted a team back for years ever since the owner moved to Oklahoma City. I'm really excited to see what Seattle can do and can be in the next few years and really help bring that city alive in the basketball world again. Um, let's get over to MLB playoff action. Um, some... Stuff I really wasn't expecting, but also there are also some aspects that I knew was going to happen. Um, let's start out with uh, the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees in the American League Division Series. Um, I think this is going to go to Game 5. Uh, the Yankees won Game 1, 9-3. Kind of shut them out. It was really a uh, I, I kind of thought the Yankees were just going to run away with it and win the series 3-0. But then the Rays come back, game two, win 7-5. to And that's with, uh, I'm trying to, th what's, I think it was, I can't remember the guy's name. But he hit a, I mean, a bombed home run. I think it was almost 500 feet, which is insane. And he made it look so easy. But I can't remember the guy's name right now. Anyways, Despite that, the Rays beat them 7-5. to five. Um, I think this will go to a five-game series. I think the Yankees will come on top, and they'll have to face the Astros, unfortunately. I really wanted the Astros to kind of get kicked out, um, either in the wild-card series or in this division series. 
So we'll we'll watch out for that. Um, make sure that we do our best to support the A's in this situation. I I really don't think cheaters really deserve to win in any aspect ever, um, especially after. And and now they're coming back saying, "Oh well, look at us now. Like we, you know, obviously we can still win without cheating." And so it's like, but you cheated in the first place, and you can't change the past as much as you want to. You you cheated. You did it. Um, there's evidence, and it sucks for us to not be able to see and hear all of the visiting or the home crowds when the Astros come into town, boo them and mock them and humiliate them. That's something I was really looking forward to seeing, but unfortunately we're not going to be able to see that. But I think the I think the Astros will probably win game three. Um, the A's really haven't made it a close series. Both, like, both games have been by more than three runs, um, or three or more runs. So I think the Astros probably win game three. They'll end up facing the Yankees. Um but that's if the Yankees can come up and win game five. I, re- I really think it's going to go to a five, you know, all the way to game five. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays are a heavy favorite for um, the World Series or to be at the World Series. Um, but I think the Yankees are going to surprise them and uh, eliminate them here in the division series. Over on the National League side, uh, we got the Dodgers and the San Diego Padres that played last night. The Dodgers handled them pretty well. Um I thought the Padres were going to put up a better fight than that, or at least, you know, keep it a closer game. Um, but the Dodgers win five to one. I think this goes to three or four games. That's it. But the Dodgers will probably uh, handle them, and I think make it to the World Series because they come up in the other National League division series. Uh, the Atlanta Braves and Miami Marlins played. I think the Dodgers can handle either of those two teams. So really, whatever team wins there, I don't think is going to really put up a challenge for the Dodgers. Um, but the Braves did handle the Marlins 9-5. to uh, Pretty high-scoring game. I thought it was going to be below 10 runs total. But, I mean, the Braves have always been a pretty good team, and I think that they'll probably handle the Marlins in this situation. I think it'll go to only three games. I think the Braves will win 3-0 in that series. Um the World Series will be held uh, later in October, uh, starting on October 20th. So if you're waiting for the World Series to happen, you don't really have, you know, baseball isn't your main sport that you want to watch. The World Series will start on October 20th. That's a Tuesday, and it'll be on Fox. Um, so stay alert for those times. I mean, we'll bring them to you as they get closer. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the NFL It's actually going to be a lot about. Um, Early this morning, we found out that the Titans had two more tests positive, which they were supposed to open their facilities today. And we were so I was excited to be able to be like, okay, like we had a little episode. um, Let's move on. Let's get ready for the Bills. But they have two more test positive sources say this morning, and so we're we're looking at a potentially the Bills game in jeopardy uh being moved um probably to another week i think that maybe the super bowl might have to be pushed back in this situation there's a lot of talk on what they could do i'm not 100% on 
what exactly could happen. But I am really concerned that they're going to have to move the Super Bowl back and fit in some extra games here, which is hard for a team like, say, you know, the Chiefs or the Ravens. As the number one seed, if you're waiting for other games to be playing out and then you're waiting for the wild card series to be played, then that's almost a month from your regular season ending to your first playoff game. And that's a long time. I, I'm not sure that they can pull that off or if they can figure out. I had an idea this morning that maybe, you know, everybody goes on a two-week bye and we get everybody quarantined. But then again, I, you have to think that really they're not in a bubble situation. They need to have a bubble-like mentality, but they're not in a bubble situation to where they can eliminate the coronavirus um, 100%. And there are going to be more cases. There's probably going to be more games canceled. There's probably going to be um, weeks extended on to the end of the season. So not sure exactly what's going to happen there. We'll keep you updated on it. Um, stay tuned in to make sure that uh, we get the NFL season in line. Um, another positive test that happened was the Patriots cornerback Stephon Gilmore. Um, and there was an entire plane that he was on, uh, that they had separated the team into two different planes, one that had close contact with Cam Newton, one that didn't. I'm not sure which plane Stephon Gilmore was on, but that whole plane is potentially positive tests. And they went and played the Chiefs, who there's videos out there of Stephon Gilmore hugging Patrick Mahomes, being close with him, and um, I'm not 100% sure what we're going to see there at you know, do the Chiefs end up having positive tests? Like, we're going to see in the next week um, how bad this is going to be. Um, not exactly sure what's going to happen. I can't really tell you. I've, You know, we've never seen anything like this before. But we're going to find out. And it seems like baseball kind of got it under control. I think the players are taking more responsibility of really having the bubble-like mentality, really trying to stay away from, you know, outside people who could potentially have the virus so we'll we'll keep you up on that not exactly sure what's going to happen but we'll find out um some interesting news coming from the washington football team they changed their quarterback lineup dramatically um alex smith we saw come back from his gruesome injury a few years ago a couple years ago and Dwayne haskins has kind of been the guy they uh daniel snyder really wanted him wanted him wanted them to draft him um, and then Ron Rivera comes in he brings in Kyle Allen with him from Carolina and after a few games I think Ron Rivera is just this ain't it and he makes a switch their number one quarterback now who's going to be starting from week five is Kyle Allen and number two isn't even Dwayne Haskins uh, number two is Alex Smith who hasn't played in three years and I kind of think that's showing what Ron Rivera believes Dwayne Haskins can be and that he's not really even a franchise quarterback. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Washington, I believe, uh, in week five, they're going to be playing a team that I'm going to be looking up. <laughs> this was kind of last second I heard this morning that they made a quarterback change. Um, 
they will be playing the Rams at home. So Rams have been on the East Coast for quite a while. I'm not sure if they went back to L.A. Uh, so really long road trip for them and potentially a win for Washington. I think Washington could probably pull this off. So watch for that. See if Kyle Allen can really control his team. See if we get to see Alex Smith after a long time. Um, but Dwayne Haskins, not the guy anymore in Washington. Uh, potentially look for him to be traded maybe to a team that is looking for a backup quarterback because I think that's all he is right now. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I don't think he's going to be a guy that you can get trade pieces for. So either hang on to him as a obviously third-string quarterback or just get rid of him. Uh, try to get as much as you can out for him. Let's talk a little bit about uh, we're going to have our uh, top 10 teams after week four. Um, we'll start out here with number 10. Um, it's kind of a toss-up between the 49ers and the Titans. The Titans, like I said, especially with this uh, possibility of their week five game being postponed or, you know, maybe I, I, this, I think this might cause the season to be extended. But the Titans have been really good you bring back the same coach same quarterback generally the same team and they really showed out last postseason I think they're better than a a 10 team but with this two-week break and as of right now I don't think that they're going to be good enough to be a top 10 team until we can see them back on the field and see how they're going to overcome this whole COVID situation and all these positive tests being having their games postponed for two weeks straight. Um, but I've got them in a toss-up with the 49ers, and I, I know that kind of sounds crazy, but here's why. Jimmy Garoppolo should be coming back, and we see how valuable he is and how not so valuable Nick Mullins and Bethard are. Um, even with the great offensive mind of Kyle Shanahan as your head coach, you still see him throwing chairs, getting upset because his quarterbacks that he has at number two and number three just aren't there for him. And Jimmy Garoppolo should be coming back, and I think they could be a top five team. They still have their same coach, their same quarterback, same team that made it to the Super Bowl last year um, with some pieces here and there that are looking really good. And I think they could be a top five team. But right now I'll keep them in the top ten because Jimmy Garoppolo should be coming back. And hopefully all these injuries kind of dwindle away and the 49ers can get back to healthy and really finish out the season strong. At number nine, I've got uh, the Patriots. Uh, same situation as the 49ers. Uh, how valuable we see the quarterback being. Cam Newton didn't play against the Chiefs because tested positive. Uh, stayed in New England. I think we saw how good the defense could be because they, I think for four straight games against the Chiefs, the Patriots have held the Chiefs in the first half to a touchdown or less. Um, <clears throat> and so the defense we saw was there, but the offense still couldn't put any points on the board. Uh, the Chiefs ended up in the second half blowing them out 26-10. to 10. Um, And we see how valuable Cam is to the offense um, of the New England Patriots because without him, man, that offense was just kind of an awful show to watch. 
we see Cam come back and they could potentially move up a few spots after that regardless of you know how bad their offense is without Cam I think with him coming back they could be they could move up a few spots in this top 10 um but then again we don't know I don't know if Cam will be coming back this week if he's gotten enough negative tests to say okay you're clear to go um but then again we'll see I'm not exactly sure what the policy on that is on that if you test positive it might be a 14 day quarantine and then three tests after or a I don't know they've I've seen the NBA have three different periods I think it was like four days 10 days and 14 days or something of that nature um so I don't know exactly what the NFL's policy is on that but we'll we'll figure out here in the next week if Cam's going to be available uh at number eight we've got the Saints this is quite a few spots dropped after uh seeing that they were supposed to be Super Bowl contenders could potentially win the Super Bowl this year um we haven't seen them be as great or close out as great as we want them to. I think there's plenty of teams who could potentially beat them out in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. Um, so, and, you know, one of those being their um, division rivals, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I have them at seven because you got Tom Brady is connecting with Mike Evans, doing really well. Chris Godwin still needs to come back and, I think Gronk is going to be able to kind of get back in the flow with Tom, getting um, a lot of receptions from him. They have so many pieces um, in the passing game that I think they're too good to not be a top-five team. But then again, we've also kind of seen that the beginning of the season was a little rough for them. They didn't really, weren't really on track until probably about game three or four. Um, and so I think moving on, they could potentially be a top-five team, but... It just kind of depends on everybody finalizing, getting into that groove. Number six, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, the Steelers' defense has always been one of the best in the league. They have been such a great defensive team. Uh, and now that Ben's back, he's kind of getting to the rotation things. He he thinks that he's you know being cautious on, but he looks good. Uh, his shoulder is looking fine. He's able to air it out down the field, so... I don't really believe that the say or the Steelers can do any worse than this. I I think that they're uh a potential to contend with the Ravens for the division depending on how the Ravens can overcome their recent struggles and kind of figure out who they are as a team. Cuz we know who Lamar Jackson is. I think they're still trying to work out how they can work around him exactly and make sure that they can come out and be a heavy hitter in the first half with against every team and not just the bad teams. And when they come up against the Chiefs, they need to do the exact same thing as they do with other teams. Uh, number five, we've got the Buffalo Bills. I mean, huge surprise this season. I didn't think we would expect Josh Allen to be as good as he was. Um, but, I mean, we've seen him here in the Mountain West. Uh, he played at Wyoming. Seeing him play against our football team, he, he was a great quarterback. Um, not, we weren't, I wasn't really sure how exactly that would translate to the NFL, but you know, it, we've seen that he can really move the ball and he is not afraid to just run and run and run. Um, which is kind of nerve wracking because potential injury could happen there. And I don't think the bills want that to happen. So him learning how to slide a little bit more would probably be better for the bills, but 
I mean, they have really shown out. They're four and zero. I think if the Titans, if they do play the Titans this week, I think that game is a game that they might lose. But after that, I mean, I mean, I've heard I've heard more extreme things, so don't think I'm crazy with this. But I think the Bills could go potentially eight and zero the first eight games if they can beat the Titans, um, because they've really shown what they can do. I mean, they don't really like them seeing giving up a lead like they did against the Rams, but they were able to close out on a lucky pass interference call. So not exactly sure <laughs> what could happen in the next few games, but I really think that they could go eight. No. Um, so watch out for that. Stay, stay alert, stay aware, watch out for the bills being a potential eight. No team. Um, at number four, I got the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers has just shown, hey, I don't care that you drafted a great quarterback to replace me. Like, It's going to kind of stink for him because he's going to be sitting on the bench for the next five years and not playing because Aaron Rodgers has shown that he is going to be dom- dominant for years to come. And he's such a passive guy, that like a passive-aggressive guy, I might even add, because he just doesn't really like he doesn't really say much he just up and down the field kind of a thing he was really cautious last season I I think he had the most throwaways last season um just to get rid of the ball because he didn't want to get sacked he didn't want to throw any interceptions I think he was more worried about stats but then this year he's just come out to play um I think he's trying to prove to everybody that he is going to be dominant for years to come uh, he may be an older guy, but I I wouldn't expect to see Jordan Love, unfortunately, for two to three years if the Packers keep him. Number three, I've got the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, still one of the most stacked teams we have this season. Like I said, I think we need to see a little bit more of them. They need to kind of figure out who they are, um, and they could potentially be easily Super Bowl winners, uh, depending on how the rest of the season goes, but just because they're super stacked, they've got so much talent. I've got them at number three. Number two, I got the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson, probably going to be the MVP this year. I hope he is. He would have my vote because he has shown so much. He doesn't really have the best offensive pieces. His O-line's not great, and he is putting up amazing numbers. And I mean amazing numbers. He was first in touchdowns and I'm not sure if he still is I think he still is first in the league after the three weeks he had 14 touchdowns thrown with two consecutive five touchdown games which we've never really seen before Um, but like I said regardless of what he has to overcome he's been um, like great amazing and he's one of the best leaders on a team that you could ask for Uh, so I think the the Seahawks are going to go a long way I think they're going to win their division uh could potentially win the NFC. I think it'll be up against up against them and the Buccaneers, I think are the real NFC uh contenders. Um I'm not sure exactly how the Packers will do if they can keep this up into the postseason, but you know, we'll see how those teams do. That number one, you guessed it, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. They have been dominant. They have their four and oh and I think that they could potentially keep winning games. I, you know, as long as 
we see how these COVID tests play out if they end up do testing positive and Patrick Mahomes tests positive and misses a game. I think this team could go 16-0. and um, We saw him kind of struggle against the Chargers, barely winning overtime, and that was kind of iffy. But we've seen him play some better teams and do better against those better teams and really show that they can win when they need to. So regardless of the losses, I think they win the AFC this year. Um, I think it's going to be really close between them and the Ravens. We'll see them in the conference championship. But I think the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl and potentially win it. Not exactly sure that they will, but I think they could. And if they do, then expect more and more Super Bowls in years to come from them. All right, so let's bring in our football insider, Jackson Harvey. Um, We're going to get this set up here. This is the first time that we've done a phone call or Zoom call or whatever over radio. Um, So we'll see how that works. Um, I'm going to ask him to stay tuned into the show, kind of have it playing off to the side and see if he can hear himself once it plays through. Um, Hopefully you can hear him. And if not, um, we'll just kind of repeat what he says and get this worked out for our first time uh so let's get that started here once we're done talking with him um we're gonna be going over our fantasy starters um at the key spots quarterback running back wide receiver tight end and your defense that you should watch out for um coming up this uh, week five All right. Jackson, can you hear me? Looks like he's connecting the audio. How's it going? Heck yeah. I can hear you over the headphones and the radio, so it sounds like you're good to go. Okay, perfect. Maybe hold the mic just a little bit closer to your mouth if possible. No problem. How's that? That sounds good. Sounds good to me. Perfect. All right, Jackson, so we've got uh, a great slate of Week 5 games coming up. Um, got my top 10 NFL teams. What what do you see with those top 10 teams? Which which team would you switch out? Um, maybe, you, or, uh, maybe top who I don't have in my top 10 teams. Which team do you think is going to be jumping up into that top 10 here in the next few weeks? So, first of all, I got to tell you, I was super disappointed by the Seahawks this last week. Um, they didn't really show up early on in the game against the Dolphins. Um, that is true. They they really disappointed me. Russell Wilson's my starting quarterback, and so <clears throat> on my fantasy team. So, seeing him struggle early on against the Dolphins of all teams. Um, It wasn't really promising for me to see that. So I have the Packers at number two and not the Seahawks. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers has shown, I mean, he, he showed up this past week without Devontae Adams, without um, any real receivers. They don't have anyone other than Adams. And so to see him throw, I think it was four touchdowns in that game just incredible and i think the packers looked a lot better than than the seahawks this last week 
That is true. I might be changing my top 10 after that because I, I do remember seeing those same things. I, I thought I thought that the Falcons were going to come in and for no reason they shouldn't have won the game, but they would have won the game, and I was completely wrong mm-hmm. on that. I think the Packers won 30-17, to 17, if I remember right. Something like that. And yeah. so handled them. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers been showing out. So we'll switch that. I think that's I think that's a good switch to make. The the Seahawks are going to be three, and the um, Packers are going to be number two. The Ravens moving down to four. Um, so with this quarterback change, what do you think is happening in in Washington? What's are is Ron Rivera the guy that's probably thinking Dwayne Haskins isn't it, or is Daniel Snyder the owner and GM? Are they thinking all of a sudden maybe Dwayne Haskins isn't what we thought they could be? What do you think is going on in Washington? That's a great question. I, I was reading a, an article um, on NFL.com, and it was saying that this past Sunday, once Haskins threw, I think, three interceptions this last week, um, Rivera said he's going to stay committed to Haskins. And now mm. we're midway through the week, and he's all of a sudden made a quarterback change. So um, there's got to be something going on in the tape that they've been seeing. Um, Haskins this last week, he had career highs, I think, in passing yards and completions. Um, but he has just not been able to have that it factor to get the Redskins, uh, the football team, to where they need to be. I think we're so used to, we're all so used to Redskins that we're just going to keep saying it until <laughs> finally they get a new mascot. Um, but that is true. I've, I think we've seen a lot of hey, we're going to stay committed to this guy, we believe in him, we trust in him, and then literally that week, either the coach is fired or the quarterback's moved. Um, so that is interesting that Ron Rivera said we're going to stay committed to Haskins, but I, I would probably say the same thing, see some film. They didn't really like what they saw. Um, said they have three intercep- he had three interceptions the last game, which you can't have three in a game um, as your starting quarterback. You know, At most, you need one. You can potentially allow one, maybe two, if you still get a win. But I, I yeah, I think I think we're going to see Kyle Allen probably show out, and I'm excited to see Alex Smith potentially for the first time in a long time. Yeah, and the the thing with Kyle Allen is he came in for the Panthers last week or last season, and he was dominant. He was awesome through those first four games. He led him to a four and zero start after Cam Newton went down. Um, you're gonna you're gonna see him probably play quite well i can't remember who they play they play the rams this week so it's kind of a hard defensive um team that they're playing but i mean Allen did it last year so i think he can do it this year with the with the football team i i think so too i think especially with the rams defense with how great a defense that they have and have had um in the past few games i really think that if we see Kyle Allen do well against this defense that we could see the Washington football team do pretty well throughout the rest of the season maybe be a 6 and 10 7 and 9 team perhaps I mean and they could make the playoffs with that record that division is absolute trash I'm looking at their <laughs> it's so um, bad <laughs> their their standings there and the net points for every single team is negative oh that see that every is bad. single team in that division and I think their combined record is, is it three twelve and one? Yeah, something like that. And they have three wins. Three wins as an entire division. 
and there are teams yeah. that are four and zero who have more single single teams that have more wins than the entire division does, and that is sad. That is so bad. Um, yeah, I mean, I think crazy. we'll see that change because Philadelphia is a pretty decent team. Dallas is a pretty decent team. Um, so obviously that'll change, but still, like, if we do see Kyle Allen do well, if we can see Washington pick up, you know, they could really, can like you said, contend for a playoff spot. I think. Yeah, they could. And if Chase Young comes back from his groin injury, that defense is pretty good with uh, with him on the edge. So they they could really win a, a wide-open division right now. And that is something that we're going to be looking forward to. So keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on Washington. Uh, potentially dark horse division winners over there in the NFC, NFC East, I believe. Um so, Jackson, what's the game that you are looking forward to watching this season? What do you think should be America's game? Okay, I'm going to sound crazy. Thursday night games are not historically good. You usually have teams and people usually trash on on those Thursday night games. I think tomorrow night's game is going to be the best game this week, Tampa Bay and Chicago. Um, it's I believe it's the first time Foles and Brady are meeting since the Super Bowl. Um, where Foles won. So that's mm-hmm. an interesting one to look for. Um, <clears throat> with the Bears, the Bears have been this team that has been really confusing to watch and to follow. Um, they've had Trubisky. He had a good couple weeks. He had a bad half and got pulled. <laughs> and Foles is brought in, and he's been the guy ever since. He's been amazing. But last week in the Bears' loss to Indianapolis, that game only had 558 total yards of offense between wow. two teams. Um, That's crazy. Definitely a defensive battle. But out of that 558 yards, Chicago only had 28 rushing yards. As a team? Which, As a team. Wow. And so what has to happen if the Bears want to beat the Bucks? They need to get the run game, and I think the Bears can do it. I think they can beat the Bucks because even though Brady threw five touchdowns last week um, and they looked great, the Bucks defense, they had 290 passing yards given up to a rookie quarterback, Justin Herbert. He looked amazing. I think he's, he's going to be the Chargers quarterback for years to come. He did look But their really rushing good. defense was really good. Mm-hmm. He looked amazing. He, some of the passes he threw were just – it was incredible. They're as um, beautiful as passes as you can get. I think with the Bucks going on the road even... against the Bears, I think that's probably going to be, a, a, like you said, a close game. I think the Bears can pull it off because the Bucks haven't been as great on the road, I don't think, as they have been as comfortable being at home in that nice Tampa Bay weather. It's probably cold and windy in Chicago, and I think that could play a huge factor into that. So I, I think that's a great game to watch. Yeah, and the issue with the Bucks right now is their injuries. Um, they just played OJ, placed OJ Howard on injured reserve. Their tight end Gronkowski hasn't really been a factor this year. So, and he's on the injury list. Fournette hasn't practiced this week. Mike Evans hasn't practiced. Chris Godwin hasn't practiced. Lashawn McCoy hasn't practiced, and Jason Pierre-Paul haven't practiced. And those are all household names. If you've been watching the NFL for a few years, they, oh, yeah. if they are without those players come tomorrow, um, you can see the bears really sneaking out a win against a really good NFC uh, competitor. 
potentially by 10 points or more, do you think? Or is it going to be closer than that? I I think if Mike Evans doesn't play and Chris Godwin doesn't play, you'll see the Bears win 24-20. Okay, there it is, 24-20. Yeah. We'll be watching out for that one. <laughs> well, thanks, Jackson. We appreciate you coming in. Hope you're surviving up in that. How cold is it up there in Canada right now? It is actually about uh, 85, so it's not too bad. <laughs> That's definitely a lot warmer than it is here. I think here in Logan, we're only at about 70 degrees, maybe. Or at least the okay. high is only supposed to be like 78, 79. So, man, maybe we'll move up to Canada, the tropical weather up there. Come on up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good talking to you, man. Really appreciate you coming on the show, and we'll be looking forward to hearing from you again. Yeah, thank you. Take care. We'll see you. All right, so there you go. Uh, watch out for the Bears and the Buccaneers. I think I think that that's potentially true. I really think that the Bucks, uh, with all these injured players offensively, if the Bears can handle the running game, because the Bucks really haven't had a great pat or uh, uh, rush defense um, as great as they have in the past. And so I really think if the Bears can handle the run game, if they can move the ball and Nick Foles can get it down the field at the same time. Like we really could see them pull off a win against these Buccaneers. Um, that's so many people out and not practicing and potentially couldn't even be playing in the game. So we'll keep an eye on that. The Thursday night game, that'll be tomorrow um, at 6.30-ish. On, you can catch that on Fox or on, NF, on the NFL Network um, if you'd like to tune into that game. Um, so let's get into our fantasy starters. Uh, at quarterback, I've got uh, Russell Wilson, um, just because they're going up against, um, excuse me, they're going up against the Vikings, who really haven't been great. Their defense is not great right now. I think they're uh, Russell Wilson's going to be able to move the ball quite a bit. Um, but keep an eye out for Deshaun Watson. One because. Their coach and GM just got fired, and potentially there could have been a little bit of a rift there. So I think now Deshaun feels like he can do a little bit more than he has been, and I think they'll feel a little bit more free. Um, but I, I'm i not exactly sure that with a, a coach being fired, how well that the offense is going to be played out and what kind of a game plan that you can have um, last minute like that. Uh, so another quarterback that I would keep an eye on is um, Kyler Murray. They're going up against the Jets this week. Jets are awful. Um, Kyler Murray has a potential to just really move, uh, get the ball down the field. And after a 2-2 two and two start, which I don't think that they were wanting because they gave away games to um, their two losses were against the uh, – oh, there was – Showing me canceled games. Why are they showing me canceled games? Um, their two losses come up against the Lions and the Panthers, which those are two teams that you really want to beat. You beat San Francisco 24-20 to in the first game of the season. I mean, that was due to a lot of injuries as well, but you still you don't want to be losing to the Lions and the Panthers if you've been beating teams like the 49ers. and I mean, you beat the Washington football team, but we saw what they could do. Um, so... My pick is Wilson, but watch for Deshaun Watson and Murray. See how many points they can score against the bad defenses that they're going to be going up against. Uh, running, bo- running, running, Bach. Uh, running back, I've got uh, Edwards Hilaire from the Chiefs. 
mainly because um, he's projected to have one of the highest uh, fantasy games this um, this week, but also because I think that the uh, I think the defense that they're going against, the running defense that they're going against, is last in the league. <coughs> Um, because they're playing against the Raiders at home. Uh, you have potential for a lot of points. Ezekiel Elliott is another guy to watch for. Um, they're going up against the Giants, who have also been terrible, really not a defense that can um, stop the running game. So I think Ezekiel Elliott will get a lot of yards, potentially more than two touchdowns. Um, but hopefully, hopefully the Cowboys can get a win and start moving up to the top of the leaderboard as far as their division goes. Like we talked with Jackson, that's kind of a wide open division at this point. And if Washington can figure out if they can, if this quarterback situation works for them and Chase Young comes back from his groin injury, then that's kind of a scary dark horse team to be watching for. Um, at wide receiver, I've got the Seahawks wide receivers. Pick or choose whichever one because, like I said, the defense that the Seahawks are going up against, the Vikings have not been great in the pass rush. Um, really hasn't haven't been great in the backfield either. Um, so I think Lockett, Metcalf are two great picks for wide receivers uh, for your fantasy team this week. Watch out for DeAndre Hopkins for the similar reasons of Murray, just who they're going up against. Potential for, okay, now we feel kind of free with this coach and GM gone. Not that they didn't like him, but I think it was just kind of a tough situation with him being trying to fulfill both spots. So I think they're going to feel a little bit more free and potentially... um, Oh, sorry, excuse me. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play for the (laughs) Texans anymore. Uh, Sorry, for the the Cardinals for the same reasons as Kyler Murray because of the defense that they're going up against with the Jets. Um, Man, I spaced that for a second. I read DeAndre Hopkins immediately thought of the Texans situation. But... Uh, tight end, I got Mark Andrews for the Ravens. He's really the only tight end that I see doing well because one, George Kittle is, you know, not playing as well. His quarterbacks really aren't that great. Jimmy Garoppolo is not there, and we see the value that he has. Um, so I really don't think he's going to be getting a lot of points. He didn't really last week. Um, same reason for Travis Kelsey. Um, well, not the same reasons, but the whole COVID situation, not really sure if you know, the Patriots did hand it over to the Chiefs and the Chiefs were going to be seeing positive tests. Um, I wouldn't move him into your fantasy lineup this week uh, just because of potential opportunities for him to miss. Um, And for your defense, take the Steelers' defense hands down. Um, They're going up against... uh, Actually, I think it's their bye week this week because I'm not seeing them. Oh, no, they're going up against the Eagles. Um, and the Eagles' ho- offense has been discombobulated this entire season, and I think that the Steelers could really put up points. I say I don't know why I would put them as a pick if it was their bye week. That would seem like a really dumb choice on my part. But uh, So, yeah, they're playing the Eagles. I would really think that they would be able to get you potentially eight or nine points because the Eagles' offense really isn't there they don't know what they are Carson Wentz is here and there he's kind of okay I don't really see him doing that great against the Steelers so that'll be that should be your defense and I don't really have any other picks for that because I really think the Steelers are going to be the best defense that you're going to see in fantasy this week let's move over to NBA um Lakers won game four in a barn burner it was a really close game they won 102 96 
Um, I feel like this is a game that we see because Anthony Davis was doing well, LeBron was doing well, like the Lakers were still playing well um, offensive and defensively, but I feel like since this was a closer game, we see the Heat finally getting some traction. Um, I'm, I'm calling it now. You can correct me if I'm wrong, and I'll come back and I'll admit it on the show on Monday, or on Friday, I mean. But I think Heat are going to win game five. And then the Lakers will win game six. I think the Lakers will win the whole series anyways. I'd like to see it go to a seventh game because um, we've seen it happen where teams have come back, not really necessarily against the Lakers. So I think that's why the Lakers will still win it. But I think we've seen good teams come back and take a series to a game seven. And I think the Heat can do that. I think they'll definitely win game five. Um, they're starting to get traction. Hopefully Goran Dragic will be coming back soon once they get his injury figured out a little bit more. Um, Butler still had a good game, and that was even with Anthony Davis. The runner-up for Defensive Player of the Year was playing good uh, defense on him. He had twenty. Butler had 22 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Um, LeBron had 28 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. So some two really close triple-doubles there. Um, Anthony Davis, like I said, still played well. Not as great as he did before, but still played well. 22 points, 9 rebounds. Um, and I we hear all this talk of, oh, AD is, Anthony Davis is, the, is LeBron's best teammate he's ever played with. Um, and let's throw up some comparisons here. Without LeBron, Anthony Davis was, at best, a six-seed uh, playoff team uh, was eighth seed didn't make the playoffs I mean the, the situation in New Orleans really wasn't that great anyways but it's still like with Anthony Davis being the number one player and not really having a great number two uh, he didn't really carry a team to anything because the Pelicans we see uh, you know made it or were potentially going to make it to the playoffs this year and I think they could have but they just kind of fell apart um but then we look at Dwayne Wade. Without LeBron, he won a championship. I mean, it was with Shaq, but he still won a championship. Still was making it to the playoffs consistently. Um, then LeBron comes in. They win multiple titles. And Dwayne Wade still manages to make it to the playoffs on the teams that he's on um, consistently every year. And is an amazing number two and can be a great number one without LeBron. Anthony Davis, I don't really think, is a great player without LeBron. I mean, he's talented. He can shoot the ball if somebody gets it to him, and I think that's what he needs, and that's why he has LeBron and why he's doing so good with LeBron is because LeBron can get him the ball. LeBron can draw the attention to him and leave Anthony Davis wide open, but if Anthony Davis is the focal point, I don't really see Anthony Davis doing that well. And that just kind of goes to show you the value of LeBron regardless of you know what we say about LeBron and my slight dislike for him um but talking about lebron he sent out a pregame text uh must win to his teammates um and then following game four he said it was one of the biggest games of his, his career um no not one of your biggest games of your career i don't think because one the entire golden state series in 2016 was probably more important than this game or bigger than this game uh, two, you are on a, you are favored heavily, um, in this series to win. And everyone thought you were going to go four and zero, four and one, make take it to a game five, um, which still could potentially happen. But 
you're doing so heavy, heavily favored. Whereas that entire Golden State series was you were down, you were the underdogs um, as far as line goes. And, I mean, the Golden State team was stacked. They had Steph Curry. They had Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, who won the championship last year against, against them. Um, and I think that Cleveland finally got into a groove and Kyrie was finally doing well. And um, so I think that kind of drove them to win that championship. And those were his, should have been his biggest games of his career because he finally brings the title back to Cleveland like he promised that he would. Um, but this game against the Heat was important nonetheless because you just lost a kind of a brutal game to the Heat in game three. But you move on to this game where you're still favored um the heat still have key players out and it is a must win because every game's a must win i mean i don't understand when people say oh this game's a must win game because every game's a must win game you're competing you're in sports you're trying to win every single game that you go in you don't go into games to lose um but he texts out this must win game and it's like yeah it is must win but i mean if you lose, you're still the heavily favored team. You're still the better team, I think, talent-wise. Um, you just got to have more heart. You got to want it more than the Heat do, and the Heat want it terribly. And we have seen them, what seen what they can do with this confidence level that they have. Um, to kind of close it out, we've got some exciting news for you. We're finally going to be able to be getting some inside on Utah State sports. Um, we're going to be able to talk about volleyball coming up on Friday. We're going to be going to practice today. So keep an eye out for potentially a guest coming in on Friday. We'll see if we can get that in uh, for you. Um, stay tuned over the next couple weeks because we've got a very special guest that could be coming into the show. Um, and you're going to want to find out who it is. You can catch us on Instagram, on Twitter, at uh, thecurdusu on both platforms um, where we will post updates on shows on different sports uh, things happening throughout the world it was just national coaches day yesterday and so we wished them national a happy national coaches day we're grateful for all the coaches and what they do for our student athletes uh, these guys are amazing while they teach them and coach them throughout their sport they're great leaders who inspire these student athletes to be um, what they are and we have one of the greatest student athletes uh groups in the nation um so we'll be back on friday 10 a.m um thank you for tuning in uh check out the wad show coming up at noon we've got mckay sitting out here this this guy's great so what stay tuned on aggie radio uh, at noon you got the wad show coming up but we'll check out and we'll see you guys on friday <laughs>